here is side B, or part two. And you know, some people say the best songs are on the B side. All right, yeah. Ooh. Uh, let's move on to Thank an actual A24 film. Shut the fuck up. We didn't talk about Chip and Dale. You took most of that, so shut the fuck up. Let's move on to an actual A24 film. One that I was surprised Cole went to go see, like, to be honest. It seemed Um, interesting. Everything, everywhere, all at once. What the fuck do you want? Uh, I did see earlier that everything, everything, everywhere, all at once has surpassed Uncut Gems as the highest grossing A24 film. Yep, as it should. Yes. Uncut Gems is boring as fuck, so... I still want to watch it. Uncut Gems. Jams. Jams. I got jams. He totally made this character based off of me. <laughs> anyway, go on. Um, yeah, so everything everywhere all at once is a metaversal movie that takes more of a kind of a scientific approach to it, I guess compared to No Way Home or whatever it is, Far From Home, whatever the new Spider-Man was. No and way even home. honest, shut the fuck up, Cole. <laughs> Start paying attention. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, and even like the new Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness takes more of a obvious, obviously superhero fantasy aspect or uh, approach to the multiverse where this explains it scientifically and honestly doesn't talk down to the audience at all like he explains it in a way i feel like he meaning uh the guy who plays her husband explains it in a way that i feel like most audiences can understand yeah um it's a comedy it's drama a romance film at some points it's wacky like, as fuck. It's just wacky <laughs> as fuck. And honestly, so <laughs> it's one of the funnest times I've had of the movie so far. Between this and the other A24 film that I've seen this year, which would be X, this one totally beats it out of the water. Yeah. So who wants to who wants to start between you two, or do you want me to, or what do you, what do we want? What do we? One what of, of y'all go first, just because I will do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Cole, you go first because I'm actually really interested to see what you got to say. Because I was really shocked that you're like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go see this movie," and it wasn't some cartoon or some shit. It's been like a month that since I've seen it, so I need to kind of like go off y'all okay. to kind of remember what. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna have to reach into the because I'm kind of like, Whoa. all right, fuck it, I'll go first. Yeah, because I don't remember <laughs> shit. All right, let's go through the notes first. Number one, uh, the guy who plays her husband is short round slash data. I was so gonna, short yeah. round from Indiana Jones or data from the Goonies. Um, this was his first thing since like 1992 that he's done. Uh, originally, the role of him was written for Jackie Chan. Really? I did hear that. Yeah. Huh. You can see it now, can't you, with some of the stuff that he did? Yeah, yeah. definitely would have been cool. Would have been I think it was a lot. I think it, I think it works better that it is him. Yeah, especially like with... I can't uh, see Jackie Jan playing that. The way he played that role, I can't see Jackie Jan pulling that off. It it would have been good just because... What's her name? Michelle Yao? 
Yeah. Uh, uh, like they they have history together, so I feel like it would have been pretty well, like pretty well acted and stuff like that. Uh, there was a nice Matrix homage in it, um, where he was where he pulls him into like the closet and explains everything and then oh, i'm yeah. pretty sure there's something else to do with like an elevator um yeah it's good to see james hong again uh i obviously know him from things like big trouble in little china he plays low pan and he's in a wheelchair in this movie but he he's in the episode also, of Seinfeld as well yeah but it, it's just really good to see him still acting at his age and all that. He just got his star on the yeah, Hollywood that's like he just got his star on the Hall of Fame, the Walk, Hollywood Walk so, of Fame that good people go to go find me for him. Um, his character was really funny because he played like, you, like a dad that you think is just kind of like a almost a vegetable and just there, but then he like says smartassy things throughout, and you're just like, what the fuck did you just say? And then like he's the one who like ultimately like breaks and is like, yeah, she's totally telling the truth about the multiverse. We're all in it right now, actually. <laughs> um, I love the dramatic. Uh, I love the dynamic and how these actors interact with each other, as if they're legit married and a family, etc. And I'm talking about like the main family, because the husband and wife do act like they're very much been married for like so many years doing all this stuff together. Yeah. And the mom and the daughter aspect was really fun as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> JB Lee Curtis's trophies <laughs> that she got at work, her no BS trophies or whatever, which Forgot Joe, if you. Joe, if you don't know, Jamie Lee Curtis plays a tax person in the movie, and she's obviously very good at her job that she's won rewards, and all her rewards are in the shape of a butt plug. <laughs> yeah. Because she doesn't huh. take bullshit. Okay. And the butt plugs come into play a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> um. I want to say I didn't realize that was Jamie Lee Curtis till after the movie. I just somehow didn't make the connection that that was her. Yeah, I I didn't know it till the credits, honestly. Yeah. So Joe, in order to like jump from multiverse to multiverse, they have to do something really fucking like they have to do a task. And what at one point she's fighting two guys, like an old security guard and someone else, and they obviously need to jump. So they have to shove something in their ass to be able to jump. So one guy literally rips off his pants and they pixelate his penis so you can't see anything. And he goes over to one of Jamie Lee Curtis's trophies and does a jump split and goes right on top of it. <laughs> and the rest of the movie, you could just see the base of the trophy hanging out. Like like I said, it's a wacky movie. It's, fucking, it's ridiculous. <laughs> okay. there's, a, there's a dude. So the guys who wrote it are called the Daniels. They're known for writing um, Swiss, writing and directing Swiss Army Man. Which have you ever seen that? No, I've always wanted to watch it. I just haven't had. I've always wanted to watch it too. Watch it I've also always wanted to watch it. <clears throat> Same. Um, hey, there you go. <laughs> we yeah. got a movie. Yeah, we got a movie. Um, but <laughs> so one of the guys, the guy who's the guy who has like the dominatrix dungeon in his closet in his office, is actually one of the writers of the movie and uh there's a scene later on joe where 
she has to like basically help everyone jump the multiverse so she can get to the evil version of her daughter or whatever so like she just like starts touching their mind with her third eye and like learning what they like and giving it to them so like at one point she turns into a dominatrix and starts smacking this dude around and that gets him to calm down and stop attacking her it's it's stupid shit like that throughout the movie Um, there's there's a part where jamie lee curtis's character like comes evil starts attacking uh, michelle yow and stuff (laughs) and for her to jump like her husband's like you have to tell her you love her (laughs) like as she's like and she goes like i love you and he's like you have to mean it which <laughs> that like, also just, comes into play it's later. wacky as fuck dude <laughs> you know just just to, to chime in the you know the only reason i don't i didn't watch this movie because it like it just did not appeal to me at all in the trailers and i saw plenty i saw the trailers plenty of times but it just like it was doing nothing for me Telling you, you need to watch it. So to hear like the y'all, I'm gonna say the three words to you that my friend said to me that convinced me to go see this movie: hot dog fingers. That's not gonna convince me. That doesn't do no. it. <laughs> yeah. There's like there was just there was just no appeal for for me. I was just like, eh. and so to hear that all three y'all like it, and to hear that it's it surpassed Uncut Gems as the highest grossing A24. I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck? Like it. It just you'll it, watch it, just it and you'll see why making it for me. But yeah, like I'm I'm gonna watch it just like in theater. Like I just seen the trailers, I was like, it's it was like, there was nothing, nothing that it showed. We'll see the doing trailers kind of settle down or settle down. Yeah, it really happens in that movie. They give it's... you just enough information, and then when you go actually see the movie, you get all the crazy. I feel like you gave yeah. me nothing, like no information. So I was like, well, why do I want to watch this movie for? Other than the googly um, eyes, I was like, "What the fuck are the googly eyes?" So the, the googly yeah, eyes don't uh, play as much of a part as I thought they would. Yeah, they it's, do. It's kind they of like a random part. It's, it's I just a way wanted, to explain I, it. I just wanted to give my reasoning why I didn't watch this movie because it's it just it was not appealing to me. That's and that's totally fair, dude. Like, yeah. yeah. So it, it was something this... about that same aspect that kind of made me want to see it. Like, they gave you enough to know, like, okay, it's a multiverse film, stuff like that, but not much else. And I was like. Well, I got to see what the reason I honestly, Joe, I was kind of with you. I didn't like it, just looked like a movie to me. You know what I mean? It didn't really look like anything. And then I wasn't until I heard Kevin Smith and Mark Bernardin's review on their podcast. That's there was something, and I'll get to it later. There was something that Kevin Smith said that like sold me on this film, but I'll get to that later. Um, so I wrote the split between the universes with the mirrors and color palette changes was super smart. It was, they definitely, they changed like ways things look and the color palette of the movie itself to tell you, Oh, you're in this universe versus this universe kind of deal. Um, evil Jamie Lee Curtis was hella creepy. Uh, <laughs> man's just kicked everybody's ass with a fanny pack. Excellent Goonies reference for his character. They had short round without having like a punching bag come out, but they are a, a boxing glove come out and punch people like he did in Goonies. They literally had him take off his fanny pack that he was wearing, tie it around and just start slapping everybody with it and like kicked everybody's ass. And it was like pretty brutal. Like he like wrapped it around some dude's arm and then just shot him right down and like broke his face and everything. And I was like, this is a great fight scene, which he choreographed himself because that's what he's been doing 
since the 90s of choreographing fight scenes, but he choreographed the fight scene himself. It also was a great Goonies reference because he's beating everybody up with a fanny pack. I, w- I wouldn't know it was that guy from the Goonies because I don't like the Goonies. Damn. Data from Short Round. Or uh, Short Round from uh, Indiana Jones. Same guy. Same kid. The little, the little kid? Yeah, same kid. Okay, well. It is interesting to know. But like, it is, it I, is I, interesting I, I wouldn't to know. know it was, I wouldn't know it's the same guy because like I said, I don't, I don't like the Goonies. Uh, kidding me. And uh, like just knowing short round, like I probably wouldn't, I wouldn't have made the, the connection. It is interesting to know that he, like I said, he hasn't done anything since the nineties and Indiana Jones is currently in production. And this was his big comeback. Not, I'm sure he isn't, but you, you kind of wonder. You never know. Also Tyler froze again. Um, Everyone laugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Yeah, so he literally like kicks everyone's ass and then clicks his fanny pack on in like one single swoop. It was amazing. There's a there's a part where like after some shit goes down, where the the lady she's like taking cover from all the fighting, and um, her husband, who is now a different universe version of himself goes what do you want to do do you want to get out of here or do you just want to lay here all your life she's, she's like i'm fine laying here and i was like that's me my entire life yeah. she's just like <laughs> <laughs> i just want to lay here uh, that's fine everything's fine um there's that one point where jamie lee curtis is fighting i think fighting her husband again it might be fighting both of them but she's pulling like brock lesnar like style wrestling moves and the and I know it's a stunt double doing this, but the thought of Jamie Lee Curtis doing WWE moves is absolutely hilarious to me. Wait till you see what she does to Michael Myers. <laughs> breaks her back. There's one point where they play It's Always Sunny music. Yes. Like the, and the reason they're able to do it is because technically that music has always been royalty free. Okay. They explained it on the pod, their podcast that they had that like they use it. They use the always sunny music that you always hear every episode as a placeholder when they were doing like season one, and it did. They just never changed it, but technically, it's been like royalty free this entire time. Huh. Um, there's literally a world, Joe, where everyone has hot dogs for fingers. And it gets weird. It's the creepiest thing. Is it just a hot dog weenie or like a full-on hot dog like in a it's bun? It's a full-on hot dog. Like they wiggle and shit. Like in a bun and everything. No, in not the, in a bun. Like it's just, oh, the just like just itself. a hot dog wiener. Ah, yeah, okay. So like the meat of the finger with no nails is hot dogs. And uh, they're making out and they'll stick the hot dogs and the hot dog in <laughs> each other's mouth. Yeah. At one point, Jamie Lee, because in this world, the, the wife and Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis right? are married. Or at least a couple of some sort. And Jamie Lee Curtis starts playing the piano with her feet. Because obviously you can't play with your floppy fingers. Not with attitude. Yeah, that part made me gag though. The part with the fingers. <laughs> Yo, this is the best thing of this entire movie. This, I think this might sell you on the movie. All right. And Cole, you just need to shut the fuck up for a second. And let me take over. Okay. Uh, 
she comes out of the multiverse and she's trying to explain to her her earth current earth husband which has no idea that this exists and her daughter and even her dad that she's been traveling through different universes and that everybody is controlled as if they're like a puppet and they weren't understanding and she goes and because there's a language hold on it gets better and then she goes it's like that movie Rakakuni. She's trying to, there's a language barrier. She's trying to say Ratatouille, but she's saying Rakakuni, and they still don't believe her because she's saying Rakakuni. She's like, think of that movie. Someone's just going like this in your hair, and that's why you're, why you're doing all this. Like, And then later on, they show her in a different universe where she's a, a hibachi chef competing against another hibachi chef. And the only reason he's good is because he literally has a raccoon in his chef's hat telling him how to cook. <laughs> they, okay. literally, they literally, at one point, she she goes evil. And she calls animal control on the chef and they take his raccoon away. And he's like sitting there on and he's like crying. He's like, and, my raccoon, my raccoon. And, and then she goes good Newman. again. Yeah, the raccoon is voiced by Randy Newman. And there's a song. There's straight up a Randy Newman song. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, and that, that's now you and got then, me. And then they go, she goes good again. And she's like, hop on my back. We're going to run and go after your raccoon. But like, it's just the funniest shit because she could not say it. She's like, raccoon. And it became like an actual thing. There's a lady, and Tyler said this when he first saw it the lady from parks and rec who plays the it's the worst like that dude's like assistant or sister whatever she is jenny slate i think is her name yeah jenny slate she she attacks the main character at one point by using a dog on a harness and a leash as like a chain mail ball type thing but the reason i find this funny versus what happened in the northman it was very clearly a stuffed animal that they were using. And she's just whipping it around, trying to attack her with it. Oh, Jesus. Okay, fair enough. Also, her name um, is uh, her name in Parks and Rec is uh, Mona Lisa Saperstein. And it's John, <laughs> and then John Raffio is her brother. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, Easily the two best characters in that show. Well, them two and Ron. So they uh they call our world. Like I, I forget what they call our world, but they call like the world that she keeps like traveling to to learn information, the alpha world. Uh, so like her non-alpha husband starts figuring out what's actually going on, mm-hmm. and it's actually really like a really interesting plot point. The fact that like this dude that has no idea that every few minutes something takes over him, turns into a different person, gives her information, and then goes back to his world. He's starting to figure that out in his world. The raccoon, the raccoon came back to play. That shit was hilarious. <laughs> um, there is literally a universe when shit was going down, and this was honestly one of the better, one of the best parts of the movie too, where it kind of it was needed in the movie, where you just needed a calm, like good break. And it's literally her daughter and her, but it's as if humans never existed, so they were rocks. And like there was no there was no music in the scene. There was barely any sound in the scene. It was just 
it was just like the sound of the wind and they're just sitting on a cliff they're talking sad. about how good life is because they're rocks this is the kevin smith thing that sold me and this is my favorite part of the whole movie there's a there's a universe in which michelle yao's character becomes michelle yao in real life like yeah she becomes she becomes a movie star instead of doing taxes and laundry with her husband um and they they don't like hide that it's her they show her at the premiere for crazy rich asians which she's in and a couple of her other movie premieres so in this version of the universe she doesn't go to america with her husband which is like a big issue between her and her father and why her father doesn't really like her all too much um so they're at a movie premiere and her would-be husband of that universe is there to support her and he's like do you remember who i am and like they she's like yeah of course i can never forget you because she still has the knowledge of like the entire world pretty much when she's in this version of herself and so they're sitting there and or they're not sitting there they're standing outside in the rain talking about what could have been and all this and she's she's explaining to that version of what would be her husband the multiverse and all that and she explains that there's a certain universe in their lives where they go to america together like they like he wanted to and they open up a laundry shop or a laundry mat and now they're just stuck in a rut of doing laundry and taxes together and this is the scene that killed me he's he's sitting there and he's about to leave and he turns around and he goes you know in any of the universes i would be extremely happy just to do laundry and taxes with you and i was just like no <laughs> i started i could not see i was done like i was just done at that you know, point weenie <laughs> i tell you guys i cried everything nah, i um, think really but like honestly <laughs> and then the raccoon starts happened again because she's like going to save him and all that and it happened like right after this too so i'm already crying and then the raccoon thing happens and i'm crying even more so i wrote down i'm really crying this much didn't expect that especially with a raccoon involved <laughs> uh so my final thoughts i, mean, I have, wrote ha haven't raccoons in past movies taught you anything that they are the ones that make you emotional i.e. Rocket Raccoon from from Guardians. They're the best. The you best. know who you're talking to, right? <laughs> I mean, still, it's a raccoon. You, you know who you're talking to. But it's right? still a raccoon you need to care about. <laughs> I don't care about Marvel. He's I don't care about raccoons, man. though. He's a trash man. Look at it right. <laughs> so my final thoughts. A smart, charming, and funny film about a family that just is trying to get through life as best as they can with a focus on the mother and daughter's relationship and its effect on the world or worlds surrounding them. I'll admit, I cry, e I cry easy. 99% of the movies I watch, I tend to shed a tear or two during. But this one took me by surprise with just how much I ended up crying. I don't really know how to review this film without spoiling it. So I'll keep it, which I already pretty much did. So I'll keep it short and say that this is A24's best film to date. And instantly took me to took the number one spot in my personal top five A24 releases. Instantly. 
I'll just end the review with one of the best lines in the entire movie. The one that killed me, um, which is the, so even though you have broken my heart yet again, I wanted to say in another life, I would have really liked just doing laundry and taxes with you. And on Letterboxd, I gave it a five out of five. But honestly, I'll give it a 10 out of 10. This movie, I'm a Paula Cole here. Movie of the year. Movie of the year. Big agree. Hmm. Hmm. I guess I'll go next. <laughs> Video. Well, you're the only option left. No. Cole went. Oh no, no never mind. He didn't. Yeah. Albert, <laughs> you went on forever. Jesus. Here, yeah, I'll I'll go because I'll keep this short. Um I had do okay, I didn't know what to expect going into this. I, I saw the trailers and I thought, yeah, that looks neat. Not really interested. You know, then a couple friends of mine were like, yeah, you should check this out. You'd you'd like it. It's your kind of thing. I'm like, is it though? Then I sat sat down and watched it and I'm I'm watching it and I'm like, okay, okay. Good. This movie, it's just fun. It's just a fun movie. I liked these characters. I didn't really know where they were going with it. And then everything started happening and I'm like, okay, okay. Everywhere Um, started happening all at once. Yeah. Clever. He was uh I will say towards the middle and like starting to get towards the end, started to drag a little and it felt a little longer. I was, I was worried that I was gonna get that since after you said that. But honestly, it comes first of all, that's like every other A24 movie, in my opinion. Okay. Like some yeah. of them go by really fast, and then like every other one is like it starts to slow down a bit. I don't agree with you on that though i really okay. do think it kept a decent pace the entire time okay that's fair i th- there's just a but point. i can understand where you're coming from because how many other a24 movies have you seen other than maybe tusk oh was tusk a24 yes it was okay uh i'd have to look at a list of a24 films and tusk might be the only other one i want paul to watch the witch I'm good. We can do that. Uh, Uncut no, yeah. gems in the witch. <laughs> I do kind of want to see Uncut Gems. The bitch. Uncut gems. Uncut gems. But yeah, no, I had fun with this movie. The, the like Brady said, the raccoon stuff killed me, and then Randy Newman starts singing, and it's actually Randy Newman. I'm just like, oh my god, what is this movie? Is he in typical Randy Newman tone of voice? No. Yes. on <laughs> Randy no. Newman. Hell yeah! All right. Uh, the do- the daughter was cool. Uh, you know the all- I liked all the characters. The the dad, uh, who you said was short round in, in 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 Indiana Jones, he was probably my favorite part of the whole thing. I liked him. He was he was very cool. He really um, was like as much as Michelle Yao was supposed to be the main character of this movie. He was the MVP. he really was the the charm of this movie. I don't. And again, it's one of those things where, like, can you really see someone other than Robert Downey Jr. playing Tony Stark? Nope. Like, and that's because we've had 10 plus years of him playing that. Now, I'm sure we'd feel different if it was someone else. So hindsight is 50-50, you know what I mean? But I really don't see a bunch of people coming out of the movie talking about how great he was in that role. If it were Jackie Jan playing him. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think it, I think they'd still be like, oh, it's a great movie. It's an amazing movie. But I he's getting a lot of the praise. He is. And I don't see that happening with Jackie Chan. Yeah. But then again, we don't know because we haven't seen it, you know? Yep. Maybe in uh, a different universe, Jackie Chan's playing and then everybody there is like, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> but yeah, it was just a fun, wild time. Um I, I might see it again. I don't know. Um, it's one I'll definitely buy on Blu-ray when it comes out. I I'd give it an eight, eight and a half. I I, I very much enjoyed my my time with it. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis freaked me out though. She was scary in some parts. Like <laughs> sausage fingers. God, what? Well, no, I gagged at that shit, dude. I am no. <laughs> oh yeah plug my mac in great you done cole <laughs> yeah eight, eight, eight and a half eight yeah go tyler all right so as someone who you know doesn't really like a lot of the stuff that a24 puts out you know when saw this movie uh got my attention for whatever reason like no, all really, real quick it's really funny you don't like a lot of a24 movies because i feel like they're right up your alley some of them are good. Like I, I liked X. Like we talked about that. X was a good time. Uh, I like the Lighthouse. Uh, have you seen mid nineties? I, I have not. Never even heard of it, to be honest. Oh, that's it was Jonah Hill. Uh, it's a Jonah Hill directed movie about skateboarders in the nineties, essentially. Oh, okay. I do remember seeing. I do want to that. see that. Uh, yeah, just, everything I've seen from A twenty four, like just never really appealed to me but uh this one for whatever reason got my attention didn't have any kind of expectations going into it or anything like that uh it was a hell of a time (laughs) uh cast was amazing acting was amazing writing was amazing like genuinely one of the most perfect films i've ever seen (laughs) uh i mean you've already heard all about it joe it's just wacky as fuck like coming from all of us it's gonna sound just stupid which it probably is but with the context of it all it is a damn good movie and definitely agree with brady 10 out of 10 fair enough i will definitely check it out when i when i have access to it now because i don't think it's in theaters anymore no so I have seen exactly one other A24 film besides this and Tusk, The Disaster Artist. Oh, God. I actually really liked Disaster Artist. Oh, I loved that movie so much. I just wish What's-His-Face wasn't involved in it, but whatever. I wanted yeah. to see that, but I wanted to watch The Room first just so I understood it. And... I will, I made that mistake in, ten, in five <laughs> seconds in. I wanted to shut that shit off. I made that mistake, and it was the best mistake I ever made in my life. Oh God! I, I, I got to like, see the room in like fucking that. theaters, dude. Nice, dude. <laughs> like I, the full on bringing in bags of plastic spoons, and anytime they appeared, spoons. Oh Jesus! Oh, so you, saw, you saw one of those wild, ver- like the wild the, uh, uh, screenings. Anytime someone walks into a door, walks through a door, close the because they never close the doors and then the <laughs> you're tearing me apart lisa literally everyone word for word in the audience spoons? said it along with him yeah i said that he everyone threw spoons like it it was the 
one of the most fun movie experiences I've ever had. Like usually I would hate that shit during a movie. Like I would get up and walk out, but knowing, I think heart part of it was knowing that like going into it, that's what's going to happen. And that's the whole enjoyment of the film. I watched it on like a bootleg website once. Sorry, sorry, Tommy Wiseau, but you're not going to get money (laughs) from me. And then I literally bought Like it was after I saw the disaster artists to go see it in theaters. Yeah, and it was because I, Disaster Artist just came out. So they're like, let's show this too. When I was uh, living in Florida, I got home from work one night and my roommates were wa- watching The Room. Hey, Cole, we're watching The Room. You want to join us? And I'm like, no, I do not. <laughs> I think I sat down and watched about five minutes of it. I'm like, I can't. I'm going to die inside. I got to go. The best part was when he shoots himself at the end and he starts humping the dress. They're like, what are you doing? <laughs> You're supposed to be dead. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> what a funny story, Mark. <laughs> All right, that you, we ready to talk about I the mean, biggest main part of the episode, Velocipaster. Pastor. Fuck yeah! <laughs> can can we do a double feature of dra- of the new Jurassic World and Velocipaster just to get Velocipaster out of the way? Uh, oh, we're why? doing Velocipaster and Identity at the same time. Do we have to watch the new <laughs> Jurassic Park? I want to watch the new Jurassic World. World. I saw a yeah, Twitter thing today. Apparently, mm-hmm. it's a terrible movie, and I'm just like, okay. I'm sure it is. The first Jurassic one was I terrible, hated. too. The, yeah. fir- the first one was good. The second one was garbage. Yeah. first one was was good because it's what Hammond wanted the park to be. Yes. But then and I don't know two, what happened with two. Two was bad. And I'm like, come I'm on. a clone, so they deserve to be free. Stupid. I, I hope that child gets eaten. Oh, well, you know what? <laughs> Two was good up until they left the island. After they left the island, then they got bad. So, like the first thirty minutes. Yeah, I, mean, I was in it. <laughs> you had me carrying. I was crying for the dinosaurs. They getting eaten up by My, the by the fires. Dude. I, I was dying laughing when Chris Pratt was like, the lava's coming for him, and he's trying to twi- twitch his way out of it. I'm like, what the hell is happening here? I'm, I'm hoping that Dern, Neil, and Goldblum carry this this new one. If anything happens to Goldblum, I am walking out of the theater. They know they messed up so bad that they had to bring back all the original people. <laughs> well, that's the thing now. You got to bring back the originals. I mean, it's different. Like, it, you know, it's it's kind of where they be. wanted to take it, finally. But I feel like they, did, they just did a sloppy job of part two. Um, I feel like it's going to be a Ghostbusters thing where they pop up at the end. So no, this going to be pretty. Based involved. off the trailer, yeah. it looks like they're going to be pretty. Heavy. They're pretty involved. I could see them like thirty minutes in before they actually show up. It'll yeah. probably be similar to No Way Home, honestly. Yeah. But um, which is thirty minutes in, they actually show up. I mean, like, I yeah. I know it's gonna be bad. I know it's gonna be bad, but I'm looking forward to it because it has them in it. I'm, I'm going opening day, dude. So I'm I'm there. I mean, but it's probably gonna be terrible. Yeah. You know what else you went opening day for twice? What? Oh, Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah, I saw this twice opening day. Within like else what three Jesus hours of each other? Grace. Yeah, so it was uh I had I think it was a two o'clock showing. No, it was it was either two or three o'clock, and then I went to a nine o'clock showing. Cole, I love you, buddy, but 
I'm I'm fucking insane. I know. You gotta this stop. Movie this movie was give not someone else worth... a chance, man. That For movie real. was. I'm I'm sorry. That movie was not worth three hours apart between the showings. Disagree. It it has its moments and it has its up. Mm. All right, who wants to who wants to start? Do you guys want right. me to go through it? Do you guys? Yeah, because we know you the... hate everything. I don't hate everything. All at once. <laughs> go for it, Brady. <laughs> Look, I will say this right off the bat: I actually had high hopes for this movie, considering who's directing it and all that, and. They, they kept saying, oh, this is Marvel's horror movie. All right. So this is the notes I could take that I remembered after, right after the the movie ended because I was in a packed theater, so I couldn't really like type notes. Uh, Sam Raimi flair, as in like Evil Dead flair, like the dolly shots of like basically when Wanda's multiverse jumping or whatever she's doing and they have it like go through the hallways and shit before she hits mommy wanda um that's very much exactly what happens in evil dead anytime they showed her in a mirror or some form of a reflection they would play a note on the score which was a note from evil dead as well like legit like musical score note from evil dead as well um so there's like there's flares like that in it um Obviously, the horror aspects to it are very much like a Sam Raimi. This is his touch on the movie. Uh, Bruce Campbell cameo. Amazing. Loved it. Uh, Love the, the universe, and I think it's the same universe that Bruce Campbell first appears in, where the cars are floating in the air. Uh, Sam Raimi's personal Oldsmobile has been in every movie that he's ever made except one is floating through the sky um it's the it's the evil dead car as well enough with the boring ass christine storyline like that shit was unnecessary like it, it well it's over now so i i get it but like it was stupid from the beginning like how cringy and like stalkery do you have to be dr strange like literally every time he got to a new universe New universe. He was like, "Where's Christine? Like, I, I does it matter? That. That was kind does of it matter? Overkill. Get over it." And then, like, in every time he found one, he was like, "But do we work out in this universe? Like, get over it. I You're do supposed like to how be that saving story. the world, not worrying about your lover who doesn't love you anymore and is married in your universe." I do like, like you sound like a jealous stalker. Though, what I, I did like the conclusion of that storyline, though. I don't even remember. That's how much I didn't like it. I love you in every universe. Oh my god! You know what's a better line is the one from Everything Everywhere All at Once. That's a better line. Yeah, some cheesy ass. Fuck you. On one on one hand, Um, you have I love you three thousand, and you have I love you in every universe. I love you three thousand was a lot more sentimental because he was saying it to his fucking daughter, not some lady who doesn't love him and is married to a whole new man i mean she does love him just eh, yeah they, eh. they couldn't work if she eh, if she loved him <laughs> she'd be married to him but she's not mm. now is she now is she is she yes she, she couldn't she couldn't marry him in the original universe anymore because i don't know he became sorcerer supreme 
for okay. 20 minutes. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Again, it's like it's like riding that fucking Master Chief can't and Mando can't take off their helmet. That's all you have to do is ride it that they can love each other, even though he is Sorcerer Supreme. Why don't they do that? Just saying. So Brady loved this movie, clearly. Yeah. The Illuminati <laughs> stuff, the Illuminati stuff was cool as hell. Like I love that stuff. That was awesome. Yeah. Um correct me if I'm wrong. The the dude that would whisper to people, is he from Inhumans? Yes, uh, that is Black Bolt. Yes. Okay. He is from and the that guy, was, and it's the this same. This was guy. his second appearance since then, right? Like they because yeah. I knew that never took off. Yeah, and it's the but, same but, actor. That's cool that they brought him back for that. I, I was very um, happy because I watched the two-hour premiere. God help me. I don't know why I did that. He was the best part of that pile of shit. Did Charles they make Xavier, a whole season or no? It was a whole no, season, they made one yes. episode. No, no, it was a whole season, dude. They didn't release it though. Yeah, they did. Not on TV, or did they yeah, do it on Disney yeah, Plus? They, no, they released it on TV, just no one watched wow. it. It was on ABC, right? Me and, yeah, me and my nephew watched the two-hour premiere and about 30 minutes in, he's like, Uncle Cole, can we watch something else? This is boring. No, buddy, it'll get better. It never got better. <laughs> Charles Xavier coming, or Charles Xavier in the X-Men cartoon wheelchair. Awesome. Him also rolling in on that wheelchair with just a little slight hint of the X-Men theme. Awesome. <laughs> because you know they're coming out with X-Men 95 later this year. Add that me. was cool. But real quick, there's some people sitting next to me who like, I mean, you know it's him as soon as you hear his fucking voice. They didn't react until after he said his name. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Jesus Were Christ. they 12? I, no, it was just like a whole family, like there's some little kids understand that probably like <laughs> there's one teenager who kept bringing out his fucking phone i almost slapped it out of his fucking hands and then it. like a couple older people and like <laughs> like i as soon as i hear his voice i'm like <gasps> and then like he comes rolling out turns around he's like charles xavier and like all of a sudden i hear <gasps> i'm like really <laughs> now <laughs> tell them the truth as much as much as I loved, and again, I legitimately cried when Toby Maguire showed up, and even when Andrew Garfield show up, showed up, and I didn't see the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies. I, I didn't cry this time, but I was definitely more of like, for this split moment right here, Marvel has me. Because I did grow up watching the 90s cartoon because my brother's a huge X-Men fan, fan. And so seeing that and hearing him and seeing him again, yeah. uh, saying like, this is, I know they did WandaVision. Seeing him, they had, seeing him in the form that we know or like as we enjoy the mask. The I mean, Fox me, form. The Fox form. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I love, I still loved him in the, in the Brian Singer X-Men movies. Um, I know those Even are hidden miss Brian with some Singer's people. piece of shit. Yeah. I hate, yeah. I hate Brian Singer, but I like a lot of his movies and I hate that I like a lot of his movies, but you know, art from the artist, whatever. But you know, I enjoyed him as Xavier in those movies, just the way I enjoyed Ian McKellen as as Magneto in those. Mm. You know, their their friendship yet rivalry is is really good, in my opinion. But to see uh, to see him roll out in the yellow chair, I'm re I'm ready to have me hooked. And I'll leave it at that because I I want to talk about the whole scene. The score throughout the movie is really good because it does do typical Marvel stuff, but it also adds, like I said, the Sam Raimi horror elements. But the scene that kind of like solidified the score for me, though, 
and I know they were playing Beethoven and Mozart in this was the music fight scene. That was I that was the second that. scene that I was like, Marvel has me right here because that was unique as hell. Mm-hmm. Love that. I saw someone on Twitter say it was cringy and stupid. I'm like, what are you talking about? That was probably one well, of the best scenes in the movie. Yeah. No, you know what's cringy and stupid? The Christine storyline. Let me go back to that. <laughs> uh, this is God, this is our Godzilla versus Kong review all over again. Wanda, okay. Wanda's motivation made sense, but it also didn't at the same time. And here's why I say this. Here's why I say this. Sure, it cool. It makes sense that she wants to be mommy Wanda and she wants her kids and all that, which she's a magical witch. She can conjure up her kids anytime she wants. Well, why it doesn't make sense is what until until WandaVision came out, what did the MCU already establish as like a big character trait for her is her love for vision. So why isn't her motivation help me bring back vision? Or because didn't want a vision end with like white vision like floating around somewhere? Why yeah, isn't that her motivation? We, never, we don't know where yeah. he. Why up. isn't that her motivation? Why is her motivation these magical kids that she created in her mind that do not exist that she could create in any world at any time because she has that power? Why is her motivation that? Where it would make more sense for her character in the already established MCU that we've had for. 12 13 years now should have been vision the vision she created was was not a real vision but still my point is is like that's always been her like her love it's her christine but it makes more sense i I can't remember the show verbatim anymore but i think because of toward the end they like she had to let go of vision yeah, but we Holy. still have the white vision. White vision is still out there because he he was like a clone. The government made it, if I remember correctly. Yeah, but he floated are you gonna off, want so are you gonna there. want a clone made by the government yeah, who's trying to to keep you down? It's not him. It's a different it's not, vision. It's not him. It's 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 the government made. That's why I feel like the, the story made sense because it was it was something she grew. She built a family inside this small town that That's she took over. That's why I over. said like. The it do, the motivation does make sense that she wants her yeah, kids. Yeah. I hundred percent say that that's a good but why motivation. Not but also, we've already established very for a long time now that she absolutely loves Vision. So why isn't he part of that motivation as well? Because it's also what goes on in the other universes. And they said like you know it's attached to like the dreams that you have. Obviously, there's no universe where Vision is there. It's just her and the kids. So, um. For a movie called Multiverse of Madness, it was pretty tamed as far as the madness aspect goes. Um, and more of the more on the lines of multiverse of convenience. And that just means like for me, whenever America Chavez would conjure up her little thing to go jump through multiverses, when you name your movie Multiverse of Madness, have a few blunders for a couple of seconds. Go to a universe like in everything everywhere all at once where you have sausage fingers or literally everybody that exists is a rock why did they conveniently jump to like oh we just happened to multiverse jump and happen to land in the same multiverse that the illuminati is in like it just it's convenient to be fair the first time they did it they did in fact do that yeah (laughs) that's like i said it's it's like a quick there was some it's like literally a two minutes at best of madness and then everything after that is convenience i want five i want at least 10 minutes of the paint world 
I want to see what the hell's happening in there. <laughs> um, what, and then I pointed this out now earlier. Wanda, anytime they showed her in like a reflection, like the water or her window or her mirror, they would go Dong! on the notes. And that was from the Evil Dead. So I wrote a pretty standard in, um, MCU film with a touch of horror and a bit of Sam Raimi flair. I've seen a lot of people say this is Marvel's first horror film. Which within the MCU, yes, but technically it's not Marvel's first horror film. People call, keep forgetting about the Blade movies. Those were horror films and they're Marvel films. I'm just saying. Now I understand MCU versus that Marvel, totally different thing, but still not Marvel's first horror film. Just saying. Um, which is false. <laughs> and unfortunately, Marvel decided to take the jump scare approach to horror, which is a bit overplayed in my opinion. Uh, overall, the story is okay. Nothing, nothing super exciting. I wasn't a fan of the Doctor Strange asking every universe about his ex. Like, get over it. How is this important to the story? I enjoyed the score a lot. I enjoyed the parts with the Illuminati. Like, John Krasinski as Reed Richards. I really hope they aren't like a one and done thing when it comes to him playing Reed Richards. Like, I'm oh, that version of him is dead. Like, well, then let him come back and play Reed Richards in a different version. You know I've what I mean? Rumors he might be directing the movie, so we'll see what happens. That makes sense. It'd be foolish of them not to let him do it because the fans were demanding that him and Emily Blunt play uh, the Fantastic Four. So that would be cool. I'd yeah. I'd enjoy that. Um, while Marvel tried to do some, they I, I will give Marvel this. They they did listen to the fans kind of and tried to do something different by hiring a director like Sam Raimi and saying, Hey, put your touch, your flair on it, make us a horror movie. But the problem is, is I feel like they did so while still, and it's like what Joe said with the Northman, like with a 24, you could have gone away way, 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 way artsy with it. But you were kind of like stuck with, legendary pictures saying hey maybe take this out instead and i feel like that kind of happened with sam raimi and the horror elements like they wanted sam raimi but like a toned down version of him um so like he was able to put his stylistic touches throughout but within the construct of like making an mcu film like still within that blueprint so like yes i applaud them for making a different genre film making a horror film but it still is also hindered by them having a creative blueprint that they don't like to travel outside of too much. Um, if you're going to hire a director with a notable style, let the director do their style, change up the MCU for once, please. These movies aren't getting any better. And if this is Marvel's idea of horror, I don't, meaning the overuse of jump scares and stuff like that, I don't have hope for Blade next year. I will say... I was impressed by the Blade gore is in this not movie. Next year. 2023, yeah, it is. No, it's no Blade. Did it is get phase, moved? Blade is phase five. That was said when it was announced. Yeah, but they filmed this summer and it's releasing next year. They I have not heard anything about them filming this summer. I don't even know if they have a script yet. Anyway, um not really I was somewhat shocked, not shocked, but like impressed slash shocked for the gore. That is in the movie, especially Black Bolt's like head exploding from the inside. 
that was insane and like even the way reed richards goes out that was insane too um but then the, the i i also really love uh the final evil dead reference of the entire movie which is the after credit scene with bruce campbell where he's fighting his hand because that's what he did in the evil dead he's just like ah, ah. And he's like it's over like it it was funny because like he's breaking the fourth wall and saying oh it's over you know the movie's over but also in a way he's kind of saying ash being attacked by his hand is finally over after all these years <laughs> so going back to the blade thing there uh there is an untitled Mar- marvel movie releasing on november 13th 2023 but here's the thing we're still going to be in phase four then because fantastic four is in phase four which okay cool uh i'm betting that's when that's going to come out and blade will likely be early 2024 and as the first film of phase five yeah because uh, it what starts I'm production is... and it starts production in july yeah that's what i was seeing like there's no set date for it or anything like that or any kind of like estimate on it yet like i don't oh, i was close enough Jeez. my point is and it is going to be pg-13 it's not going to be r or anything i don't care about that but like you know they're gonna do jump scares and that's gonna be horror and like do do things like what hereditary does where they don't rely on jump scares they rely on like situational things to build the element of horror and suspense and i feel like you can do that with a movie called multiverse of madness i feel like you could do that with blade you don't need to do here's wanda in a window <gasps> scary like it just it it felt a little too jump scary for me and that was marvel going that's horror all right i'll shut up <laughs> i was like that it <laughs> i'm i want to go because i don't i don't have too much to say about this movie but i'm sure i'll kind of go on about it ranting um i'll start with what i really liked uh i loved the fuck out of the musical fight that uh the two doctors had i thought that was fucking f- phenomenal that was probably one of my favorite fights that i've seen in the in a marvel movie um knowing that charles xavier was gonna pop up in this movie because they give it to you in the trailer i was like yay like they showed him but i was not prepared to see reed richards portrayed by john krasinski show up I was not prepared for that and I was legitimately shocked and I got teary-eyed because I was very excited. Yes, you have a question, sir. As you know, classic Marvel fan and all that, were you because I don't think I because I saw the original Fantastic Fours in theaters, I wasn't upset that they recasted Reed Richards. I think John Krasinski is a perfect fit. And like I said, they're they're trying to establish mcu version of fantastic four so were you were you upset or like bothered by the fact that they recast the dude no absolutely not because the other two inter uh the last two times they've tried to do it have been terrible i'm not saying pick miles what miles teller no because that was terrible but like pick the first uh the the dude from the original Fox version of it. No, he was a good Reed Richards. Yeah, he was okay, but I I didn't like the overall story of it. And I think it's smart that they own the only like returning person from the Fox universes stuff. 
would be was Charles Patrick Stewart. Yeah, yeah, because he's he's iconic. Like he, that's he's that's like the character that has been done right. Him and Hugh Jackman, you know, perfect, you know, for their characters. Although, Um, I sent that video from TikTok where someone suggested uh, the dude from the Kingsman movie, Taron, who also played Elton John, being mm -hmm. the new Wolverine, and I'm like. That's a that's a good one. If they got a okay recast, I'd be yeah. okay with that. Because I think I think Hugh's done done being Logan because it's it's a very demanding role and it's taken. It, he he has to keep his body in in a very demand a high demand physique. Um, Speaking like, of so Logan, I'll, James Mangold is the director of Identity. There we go. Our next cover. Um, but like I said, I was not prepared for. Um, for Reed Richards and John Krasinski to show up. And I was literally shocked. My jaw dropped. Um, between this and like the, the Charlie Cox showing up as Daredevil or showing up as uh, Matt Murdock, as Matt Murdock in No Way Home. Like that one had me like, oh my God. Like I was very excited, but this one legitimately had me shocked and my jaw dropped. And I could not, I couldn't speak. I couldn't breathe for a minute. I was just, I was so excited and so happy to see that he was in the movie. Um, granted, it was for a short period of time because he does, he does die. But I'm hoping that um, they keep him and he comes back and like in our primary universe and oh yeah, yeah, we have, we have the Fantastic Four here. Um, I, I liked the, I don't know how to say, it. I guess the, the music behind it behind the movie given its eeriness uh to me it gave me a vibe of insidious the way it played the off tone uh like the the minor uh chords every time wanda was kind of doing something it gave that creepiness to it uh but then you clarify that it was the same note from evil dead so i guess that makes sense um i liked some of the vibe of the horror that it, it played along with I think that's kind of it for me as far as the things I liked um, because I really had high hopes for this movie. I assumed this movie was going to be their, um, their equivalent to what a, an Avengers movie would be because we were coming into the multiverse. Um, looking at the shows and the WandaVision and the, the relation that what if had to this, all, and then the way also the way uh, Spider-Man No Way Home played out, I assumed we were going to be getting a lot more cameos and a, a bit more of unification from the superheroes to get more into it. But I this totally out, see where I totally see because multiverse of madness, you would yeah. feel like more cameos. Whereas Spider-Man yeah. is just No Way Home, so it makes sense. Yeah, I and then looking at WandaVision breaking everything up, No Way Home opening the multiverses watching what if and seeing him be the the bad uh strange and tear apart the universes i assumed we were going to see a lot more people but this really came down to being a doctor strange movie with you know just strange and his usual plot with wanda um i need cole to clarify this but i think where especially with the mid-credit scene of clea coming in and like ripping the thing open is like you cause an incursion let's do this and come fix it with me i'm pretty sure 
the next Avengers level movie or not because I, I I don't know if it's a movie. I think it's going to be a TV show. But the next Avengers level thing that we're going to get is supposed to be Secret Wars. That's because that's kind of because Incursions plays into Secret Wars a it lot. Does, it does. And that's what everyone's thinking. We don't know for sure yet, but we, we will see. Um, I'm just, I'm just, Hold on, Joe's I, almost done. Okay, yeah, cool. We're gonna say that we're done, but um, as as I'm watching this movie, how it like I said, it wasn't what I what I anticipated, so I I did start to lower my standards a bit, which was fine, but overall I was I I enjoyed the movie. It was good, but I wasn't I wasn't very happy with it. Um, I don't care for Sam Raimi's vibe of ho- of horror. I felt like if if because you know it's he's he's just a typical like eighties horror movie. I get it, Evil Dead's and you know a cult classic and stuff like that. But I felt like you needed to use your money in this one, Marvel, and pull out all the stops. And you should have you should have let a newer director of horror do this. You know, they shouldn't have reached into the back and, and pulled Sam Raimi, you know, because to me, like the him using the practical effects to give us zombie zombie strange at the end looked like crap. It did. I it will is, say the fate, the, especially around the eyes was super noticeable that it's a yeah. prosthetic on his face. Um, I agree with you. I, I 100% agree with you. If Marvel really wanted to wow people, they should have hired a newer horror director. But at the same time, I gotta, I kind of have to, and I'm not saying Sam Raimi was the perfect choice, but I don't. Let's take Ari Aster, for example, uh, Hereditary, mm-hmm. Midsummer. Mm-hmm. Like, you do you agree with me on the fact that like Marvel did, like they did through music and all that, they were able to build horror, but they I also really did Correct. rely on jump scares. Correct. Did you re- would you really want an Ari Aster film to be jump scares? No, because I wouldn't give it to Ari Aster. I'd give it to James Wan. But I'm just saying, as an example, like if that was your choice, would you want the, would you want it to be jump scares or would you want it more Ari Aster style? No, because if if I was Ari Aster, I would have fought for more creativity, and, and they would have fired him. That's fine. As long but as you I get see where idea. I'm coming yeah. from, though, right? I get where you're coming the reason from. why they played, why they did Sam Raimi, is because he's already played the Marvel ball game of this is how we make a Marvel movie. Again, it's different in the 2000s than it is now, but he's already played that ball game. So the reason they picked him is because they knew he would play ball with them. He played along, and which it hindered them, and it hindered them for sure. You know, I, 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 I see the horror, but like as I share that, uh that meme earlier in the group chat of the oh we get horror and multiverse of madness and it's spongebob and patrick on the little roller coaster um you know if if you wanted pure chaos you should have let someone have their way and push that limit of scary you know because don't get me wrong some of the kills are pretty good seeing captain carter die from her shield you know i I truly wanted to see her body slide off that blade, off that shield. You should have shown that part, you know, push the limit a bit. You gave us scary Wanda. There was flashes of it. You were giving us the hint of it. 
Um, but I feel like that's where it faltered. And I think it's just because, you know, yeah, they chose someone who played ball. And I don't really care too much for, for Raimi's uh, horror styling. And like I said, they should have taken advantage of them being Marvel and let them pull out all the stops. Give us some creep, you know, get into some creepy multiverses, you know, and give us more multiverse. There wasn't a lot of it. Like, yeah, they jumped around a lot. Um, but like Brady said, they just they were just hopping into the ones that we, oh, we happen to need to be in this one. Very cool. You know, give me one where you have to struggle a bit to stay alive. Um, and I think that's just that comes down to also the rating of PG-13. You know, sure, they kind of pushed it for being a Marvel scary horror movie, pushing the limit of PG-13. But every time I see a, a horror movie in PG-13, I'm like, that's not going to be good because they rely on jump scare because that's that's what you can provide at a PG-13 level. And everyone knows, oh, yeah, jump scare will work. That'll be fine. And that's why I choose not to watch like a lot of horror movies that are PG-13 in theater, because I, I assume it's going to be that. And I know there's some people saying afterwards, like it should have been rated R. And I don't see why it can't be like, because the gore for a Marvel movie was pretty gory. Like some dude's yeah, head for sure. it was implants, like implodes itself. Captain yeah. Carter, you literally see her body fall in two. You got mauled. Um, then uh, the way Reed Richards die, like while it's, silly in a way it's still pretty fucked up pretty rough but yeah. also here's why i say you could have rated it r this is this one thing dr strange literally says god damn it yeah that, that my dad was like did he did he really just say that mm-hmm. like in a in a marvel movie like come on i'm like just the, saying it, i'm with you on, i'm with you on this show yeah, they, they 13 hinders horror it really does. And that's why I choose not to watch movies that are like horror movies that are PG-13 in theater because I'm like, okay, it's going to be limited. Now the little kids who, oh, let's go watch a scary movie. when they're going to overreact to it. I'm not going to go watch it in the theater. I'm, I may want to watch that movie really bad, but if it's PG-13, I'm not going to watch it usually. It wasn't what I expected. So I, 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 know I lowered my standards and it's, it was, I feel like now they're kind of just running, running the mill with the, with the Marvel movies. Uh, America Chavez's character introduction was very. Oh, here, here you go. Here's your here's your new character. Sure, they give you some of the the back play, like, you know, her backstory. Uh, they go through the movie, but she's just she pops up and now. Oh, hey, come on, you're with me now. I didn't I didn't like that. And so I I'm I'm I, I'm starting to think that the my idea that okay, Marvel has me in, you know, enticed again to watch these movies. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe I'm waiting for the, maybe I waited for the wrong movie. Maybe it's, it'll come more in Love and Thunder or there's something bigger that they haven't told us yet that we're waiting on. But I'm, I'm now losing faith in Marvel again. They're, you know, I didn't want them to, to fall on the, the backside. I, the you know, side. because after, after Endgame, that was clearly their peak, you know, of a decade of building, you know, a great story for superheroes. How, you know, can you do it again? So far, no, you can't. Let's, and yeah, actually, I, I was really hoping they prove me wrong. And I, you know, because all, like I said, all signs are pointing to multiverse. And they dropped the ball, in my opinion. I give the movie a seven. Oh, let me see what I said. Put it on Letterboxd. I think I did. I, it might be a low score. 
I gave it a three and a half out of five. Oh, buddy, not terrible. <laughs> for me, it's for me the the Illuminati scene and the and the fight were really kind of the music fight. In. Yeah, the music fight really yeah. kept me in. Other than that, I was like, okay. okay. I kind of wanted the Illuminati scene to be a little bit longer. Yeah, but that's because I loved it so much. Yeah, yeah. I, I can listen to Patrick Stewart talk all day. So, so what I'm getting is y'all's issues with it were y'all's own expectations but i didn't have an expectation going in i you never were, have an you expectation were expecting going a horror in. movie no because that's what i was told i was getting i i wasn't maybe it's because i don't like look stuff up like that like i wasn't i didn't expecting... look at this isn't me looking up this is literally as soon as this was announced they're like oh it's a horror movie marvel even kevin feige himself from the minute this movie was announced said it was a horror movie that's not something i had to look up like he said it forbade for himself what there was I, a different director that. before there was Sam Raimi, by the way. Yeah. Who was it? Um, I'll have to look it up. But he got he got let go because of creative differences. I I went in with the hope that Sam Raimi Sam Raimi wouldn't do Sam Raimi shit, and Sam Raimi did Sam Raimi shit. So. But you were saying like you were expecting like more characters to show up and yeah stuff but like because. That. In the in title, a movie called Multiverse, Multiverse of Madness, of Madness you would, yeah. you know, is it wrong to assume you're going to get a lot more people? And as you watch the shows and all signs are pointing this way, would you not expect more people to show up? I guess. I, I don't know. For me, it was and for, it's and kind actually, of and, for a... Go. And coming back real quick, you know, I, I was really hoping Sam Raimi didn't just play the hits with his styling. But sure enough, he does because, you know, here comes Bruce. Uh for me, it was kind of like refreshing that it wasn't just like an overload of characters because with the exception of Spider-Man, that's kind of all we've gotten since like Civil War is everybody popping up in each other's movies. So it was kind of nice just to have just a Doctor Strange movie. Mm -hmm. And I get like, you know, it's quote unquote supposed to be a horror movie. But I, I saw it as just a Marvel movie with horror elements mm -hmm. to it. I didn't see it as a horror movie or think it was going to be going into it. But I don't know. Like I said, like I don't, I don't speculate. I don't try to like figure out where they're going or who's going to like pop up into the movies or anything like that. I just kind of see. Go I into don't the either. But that's because I don't but... want to expect anything from these movies because I'm hoping. Guardians of the Galaxy wowed me because it was different. Yeah. Admittedly, I was admittedly Black Panther's the one of the ones that I went to go see strictly because of the director. Because Ryan Coogler fucking slays on anything he makes. Fruitville Station, Creed. Creed, you know, like, dude. And so, like, and he was coming hot off of Creed when he made Black Panther. Yeah. So I was all for that. It was a good movie. Decent, standard MCU film. I wasn't, but, I wasn't expecting any character specifically other than uh, Charles Xavier, Xavier because I was, that was the tease we got. But I was like, shocked to see John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah same. That was like, I was truly shocked. But like, give me hints of, you know, we're in other universes, you know, flash somebody real quick. Even if you don't tell me who it is, you know, like, we're in New York. Flash me Spider-Man real quick. Even if it's not a like, don't tell me what Spider-Man it is. Just flash me Spider-Man. Yeah, flash me something. You know, uh, 
by the way, Scott Derrickson, who directed the first Doctor Strange movie, was originally attached to this one, but he was uh, fired for, or he left the project for creative differences. He is known for Urban Legends Final Cut, Hellraiser Infernal, The Exorcism of Emily Rose, The Day the Earth Was Sealed, Sinister, Devil's Not, which is a true crime movie, um, Delivers from Evil, Sinister 2, and coming this year, The Black Phone. I really enjoyed the first Doctor Strange. There was some kind of creepiness to it, but like without being a, you know, meant to be horror. Just like he kind of like, he starts to like, div- like, divvy himself up at the pieces i was like what the fuck's happening that's kind of cool um as he's like kind of going through like the different like dimensions that that the uh, that sorcerer supreme has taken him at the time so it's kind um, of a good thing he left the show though because like now we get the black phone which i think is going to be really fucking good yeah, <laughs> i have a lot of hopes for black phone black uh, and i love i love the first sinister too so like he also did uh this is interesting to read he also did uh uncredited rewrites on dracula 2000 the messengers scream 4 and the 2015 god-awful abortion called poltergeist <laughs> all right let's tell me get back to it yeah personally i i love this movie i thought it was a nice departure from the enough of a departure from the typical marvel formula that you get it still somewhat stuck to it but definitely had its own thing i'd say it's probably like the most creative marvel movie that we've gotten in years uh i thought the acting was great it had you know moments of nostalgia with like charles xavier and stuff like that but still kind of gave you some new in there and stuff like that the horror elements that i had were great like i mean you had black bolt basically blow his own brains out with his voice like you don't see that in any other movie from marvel pretty much i'll agree you know in hindsight yeah like that that scene with the fight with wanda there was was probably as as gruesome as it gets in the in the movie yeah and her fucking tearing Reed Richards apart like he's a fucking Twizzler. <laughs> like it it was a it was a How dark, dare they brutal movie. Like that, <laughs> For real. <laughs> and of course, you know, Wong just being Wong the whole time, being more of a badass Wong than we've seen, honestly. Like him throwing the spike through the uh, demon's head at the end and stuff like that. Just I don't know. I I really enjoyed this movie. I I'd seen some negative things on there about just like the movie as a whole, which I think it's a lot of it is the fact that it's not just your cookie cutter Marvel movie and just people expecting something else, like because Sam Raimi was attached to it because like, I don't know. I think a lot of it could also be people maybe not watching the shows and going to see it so they don't have like wandavision to go off of they don't have what if which honestly i haven't even finished what if but i've seen but enough of it to kind of though, understand like, what's going on i feel like now like if if you're a marvel fan you know you have to watch everything to to understand it because if not you're not gonna you're not gonna get all the cues from the movies that are coming out now 
Yeah. Um, also, here's another thing. Thank you for bringing up what if, because this just reminded me of another thought I had. And I get they were continuing WandaVision and all that, yada, yada, yada. Why isn't the dude in what if that they established, like the big, the dude voiced by Jeffrey Wright or whatever his Watcher. name is? The Watcher. Yeah, the Watcher. Why wasn't he the villain of this movie? A movie called a the multi. He's a not movie a villain, called the He's not a villain. They kind of yeah. they kind of gave you that hint that he would be. My point is okay, maybe not a villain, but why is he not involved in this movie? It's literally called Multiverse of Madness because he can only he's the watch, guy yeah. doesn't get involved. That's his whole thing. Why, he should show up at one point. We are the Watcher, like Joe said. Like Joe said, <laughs> we needed more people in this movie. Why didn't Strange and America Chavez run into him at one point? And he'd be like, "Well, Watcher." Well, wasn't dialogue. there like a wasn't there a, an end credit from one of the movies where Stanley's talking to people that look like the Watchers? Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't think there's an end credit. Two. That, that was, was just like a little passing thing. That was okay. one of the five post credits in Guardians too. Yes. And who was it? Were they were they the Watchers? Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, see, you know, they they exist. They were the Watchers. Movies. They weren't the Watcher. Like there's okay. It's, but they could have they could have shown him in this at some and I swear we're gonna in like two years when the DVD's out and all that some super fans gonna post online well if you look in the background 23 minutes into the film you'll see his face in the stars and that's if his first squinch, if you squint your eyes turn your TV you know at a 40 degree angle yada 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 <laughs> uh, anyway I'm, I know you're going with the Stanley stuff but let Tyler finish unless Tyler you're done uh, more or less done honestly like if Stan Lee were still around, I could honestly see him being Bruce Campbell's character, though. <laughs> and I would have absolutely loved that. I would, have, I would prefer that so much more. Well, if you uh, want Stan Lee, guess what they're going to do? They just signed a new, Stan Lee's family just signed a new deal with Marvel, and they're basically going to find different ways to put him into movies. Which I'm, I'm torn. I find kind of creepy. I'm torn yeah, about that. I don't like that. I miss Stanley in the movies, but not this way, man. I don't think yeah. we need it like that. Yeah. I'd I'd love to have more cameos from him. And they obviously could do it just like with how they did a uh guy from Star Wars. Grim off Tarkin. Tarkin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh the way they did him, like it it could be passable, but I just I don't know if I wanna see it that way. Yeah, not with Stan. Not 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 that way. Yeah. Uh, Cole's turn. Yeah. God, Cole's turn hasn't gone yet. Jesus, what a long episode. Yeah, <laughs> dude. This is people better buckle up for this one. Jesus. I can always Batman. I can always <laughs> cut it into two. We did two episodes. Be like, oh, we'll figure it out. One specifically for Doctor Strange. Well, Doctor rest. Strange could be one episode. That's fine. Oh, we can do, oh. do two, like two movies. You know, split into two, whatever. So our first two-part episode. We'll have episode whatever, and then episode whatever point five. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, go on. Go on, Nicole. I'm so glad this whole I'm so glad this movie was not a glorified cameo fest. Everyone on Twitter's like, oh, this character should have been it. This character should have been shut the hell up. I'm glad we got what we got. I wish we saw a little more of the multiverse. Cause it's literally just like one like one main alternate universe that you see throughout the thing. There's a few here and there, but I'm just like um let's see i thought the horror stuff was fine of course you did let me finish you fuck (laughs) i i thought it was fine it didn't really add anything i i will say 
Scarlet Witch coming out of the mirror, a la the fuck, uh, what's the the ring? It was yeah. kind of like yeah. I was gonna say, you know what? Yep. Her her ring entrance I, I know, into the ring was pretty nifty. It took me a second to think of what it was. That was that was legit kind of creepy to me. And then uh, that whole there's scene... also a scene where she has blood on her face that's supposed to be a reference to Carrie. And yeah. one more thing is the scene where she like someone's looking through like a door and her eye just pops up or something like that yeah yeah it's a reference to evil dead where uh i think evil dead 2 where ash or bruce campbell is fighting something and all of a sudden uh uh eyeball just pops up on his shoulder right here and it looks exactly like her eye in the movie <laughs> but um yeah the scene where they're in the where they're at Comitage and you know she literally has them went trapped in that room that was a good scene that was creepy and then then we get to the, the multiverse stuff um like i said the multiverse stuff could have been more could have been done a little better i like seeing all the different stevens all the alternate stevens just seeing how how and i, I liked that you know john krasinski mr fantastic he's like Oh, the biggest threat to our universe. It's it, it's you, Stephen. Like you, you are the biggest threat to our reality. And I'm just like, okay, okay. Like, I like I liked all that stuff. There, you know, I liked it more. I liked it more in the first Doctor Strange movie because this felt like I. It literally felt like I picked up a Doctor Strange comic. Like, okay, what do we got here? Oh, the like it felt like Doctor Strange to me. Like all this weird shit happening. I will say I like that each Doctor Strange had a different color magic th yeah. that they would shoot. Like that was a nice way to establish which one's which. I obviously they had like different clothes on and all that, but the fact that they didn't all have orange magic. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that you know, that was really cool. Um America Chavez, I what I had knew of her. I had heard of her. Didn't really know her character. I liked her. I thought she was fun. She was a good character. What is she supposed to like? What where is she supposed to go from here? Do you know? I have no idea. Uh, like I, you don't. They haven't like said she's going to be in a TV show in her movie or something. No, like that. The, uh, they may. I've heard rumors of Young Avengers happening at some point, so they may lump her in with Spider Man and Kate Bishop and. See, Kevin Smith said the same thing. He's like, it seems like that's kind of where they're going. Uh, yeah. Another thing for you is like, um, you know what? I just lost it, so go ahead. Um, let's see, what am I? I guess the other big thing to talk about is uh, Clea. So if you guys don't know, her and Steven eventually get married. And then I think currently in the comics, she's the Sorcerer Supreme. I had no clue who that was. So. Yeah, yeah, so she's like Thanos's sister, cousin no, or Dor something. Dor she's Dormammu's niece. Oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, they, her and Steven get married, he dies, and she takes over as Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of shocked they brought her in. This I was not expecting to see her until like maybe i was expecting post credits of the next doctor strange like i wasn't expecting to see her this early but it seems you know they keep mentioning incursions we're going full on into secret wars it's not going to be anytime soon everybody's like oh 20 2026 2027 dude it took us 10 years, 10 years for infinity, to, war. infinity war 
I I wouldn't be. Sh- I'm thinking 2033, 2032. It's gonna be a while. So shut your ass up. You don't know what you're talking about, Twitter. Eh. Um. Yeah, I really, you know, I really enjoyed this movie. Which we, we might be sooner than they're filming Secret Invasion right now. Isn't that kind of the start of it? No, 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 no. Secret Invasion is like I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with Secret Invasion because they're doing it as a Disney Plus show, which I do not like. But Secret Invasion is all is scrolls like sending sleeper agents to take to take the place of heroes and like kidnapping the heroes. Oh, okay, okay. But and they've said it takes place during the blip, the five years during the blip. So I don't know what the hell is going on with that. Um, it makes sense to make it a show if they're doing that then. Yeah, I and it's supposed it's supposed to be Nick Fury and then the main scroll from Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel, uh, Talos. Yeah, I don't know. I hope they don't mess that story up. I really don't because that's such a great story. But I'm terrified. Um, yeah, no, I I really love this movie. It was a lot of fun. I will say though, with all the shows and everything, don't get me wrong. I loved the hell out of Moon Knight. This was great. I'm still feeling the same way I was after Endgame. I'm just kind of getting burnt out. Like, give me something. For fucking years. <laughs> like, and I literally, um, I just read, uh, apparently someone saw like a rough cut of the Halloween special they're doing, which they haven't announced yet, but they're, they're going to introduce Werewolf by Night. That's where Blade's going to make his first appearance. And he's going to be, and I already figured this is what they were going to do. They're, he's going to be recruiting uh, Werewolf by Night to the Midnight Suns, which is going to be the Blade movie. It's going to be Midnight which, Suns. So you're telling me Blade don't even get his own fucking movie? It's, apparently they're going to work Midnight Suns into the Blade movie. Which, you know what? I'm cool with Because Midnight Suns, it's Blade, it's Werewolf by Night, it's Moon Knight, it's Daredevil. It's like all these, it's Ghost Rider. It's like all these supernatural characters. I'm down. Let's do it. You're telling me, yes, Brady Blade, that this yeah. dude does not get his own movie. We've been waiting years for this, and he doesn't get his own movie. He gets his own movie. It's just no. He has to go team up with Moon Knight. It's it's essentially going to be Harley Quinn, the Harley Quinn movie, featuring Birds of Prey. That's the vibe I'm getting. Although I better three episodes, I watched three episodes of Moon Knight. and I gave up on it. I liked it. I thought it was in. Marvel nah, is turning out mid-tier shit. That's I'll tell you what, and people, you can tell me, you know, oh, it's me being, you know, indifferent about her. Like, we didn't need Captain Marvel. I feel they, like that they character... They introduced Captain Marvel too late. That, okay, that, no, let me throw this out here for damned. you. That character was damned no matter what. Yeah. If you would have thrown her as the very first one, you would have spent this entire 10 years saying, where's Captain Marvel? Why don't you just come in here? They threw her at the end. It's like, why do we need this? Why is well, she now, now you get that just, with the Eternals? So, you, know. you know, why is she just coming yeah, in that right now? I don't want to talk about Eternals. Hey, Eternals, Look, Eternals. Let me, been let me throw this out movie. here. Eternals should have been two-part movie. Let me throw this out here. Throw it out. Cole's saying we don't need a cameo fest. I'm not saying we don't. I'm not saying we do. But it would have been cooler. Like, don't get me wrong. Black Bolt, Black Bolt was cool just because his power was cool. Clearly seeing Charles Xavier was cool. Deadpool. Clearly, seeing John Krasinski is Mr. Fantastic was cool. God, but hear me out here. Hear me out. Maria Rambo as a replace her. Captain Marvel. Nope. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Replace her. 
Shutting. And then her character can be replaced by Wesley Snipes as Black Panther. Wesley Snipes as Black Panther? Because it almost happened in the 90s. Before he did Blade, they no, really I'm considered him and I'm for tell you, Black Panther. I'm gonna tell it would have been cool to do no, that. No, no, no. I'm gonna tell you why that's a problem because they're choosing the most they're choosing the most intelligent people of their of their fields, i.e. universes. That's what the Illuminati is in the comics. Yeah. The and just, and it's totally it would have been cool. That's all I'm saying. No. It would have been cool. So and um, you again you you said Wesley Snipes as a Black Panther. That's because in the 90s, before Marvel was even like before before the Spider-Man movies, before the Blade movie. Anything like that, they were for trying to make a Black Panther movie for a long time, and Wesley Snipes for 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 a while, even for the MCU Spider Man for years was who they were going to cast as T'Challa, and then things happen, and then eventually we get to what we got. We lost Tyler again. Things happen, and eventually get to where we got today. Um, I don't. I don't know. Well, this time seems a little old. And I know that's I know that seems counter countered because Patrick Stewart's old, but it's different. The writer of the movie did say that they did talk about Deadpool, but it was like trying to find a natural way to work him in, and they're like, "We'll just save him." There was also nah, he he saw the big Deadpool fan push here, for Tom like Cruise's Iron Man, and he really tried to do it, but for whatever reason, it just didn't work. Uh, it's because he was literally starting filming. On yeah, his- Mission Impossible. That was the problem. They Which, couldn't get him because he was filming those. Yeah. Um. There was a nut. There was a shit. I don't, I don't, yeah, you never answered my question yesterday. Cole's in our group chat sent like a leaked trailer for the new Mission Impossible movie. How the hell are they leaking something that hasn't that doesn't come out for almost a year and a half? You can have trailers for sh- there's been trailers for shit that comes out like years before the movie. Like where the wild things are. <laughs> He's right though. Maybe. It's just weird. I don't know. That trailer seemed a little off. I, don't I know. mean I didn't get to watch hey, it with sound because I was at hey. work and then I get home, I go to watch it with sound, fucking it's gone. I'm like shit. If James Cameron can make three or four movies. Don't I get me started on talk about Avatar him before before he can even put out. I part don't want to see. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we go off about Avatar again, Cole, are you done talking about Strange? I don't know. There was another thing I was going to say, but I forgot what it was. All right, give me your rate. Give me a rating. Dude, All right, this has been Moviecation. I'll do it. Got to wrap this shit up. Eight and a half. Yeah, let's wrap this shit up because it's we're, we're pushing right, yeah. two well, hours. Tired. For Moviecation, I'm Brady and I'm also Tyler. I'm Joe, and I'm also Tyler in a different universe. I'm Cole, and in some weird universe, I'm also Tyler as well. Au revoir, uh, Shoshana. We'll see if this is one or two episodes. I will decide soon. Two episodes. Split. Bye. Ha ha ha!